Blog Talk Radio. Search out. Welcome, everyone, to Liberty Talk Radio, America's libertarian voice, broadcasting from our studio in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to around the world. I'm your host, Joe Cristiano, and this is your answer to Popular Talk Radio. Folks, it's time for us to take back control of our government before this bureaucratic, oversized, and self-serving federal government starves us of our property, our freedom, our rights, and our liberty. But to do this, we must shed conventional thinking regarding our political structure. We need to be revolutionaries in thought, dissidents in action. Only after we recognize what our government is doing to our freedom and our constitution will we start taking it back. And this program is just about that. Folks, well, this is the first uh, uh, broadcast of Liberty Talk Radio since September 30th, 2017. I'm sorry I have been absent. Um, Unfortunately, I... ...resulted in some complications... Um, I was just out of it for several months. I, I think I'm okay now. I may even live through this broadcast. And so I intend to have hopefully two broadcasts every week, maybe more, maybe less, but we'll try for two to start until we get everything going. We had to move our studio. So right now we're, uh, we're broadcasting actually from my home here in Tulsa. And um, we have new equipment and we'll see how everything works out. This is our maiden voyage and I'm just Delighted to be back. Well, today I want to talk about our school system. Now, here in Oklahoma, uh, a few weeks ago, we had a school strike, which I think is kind of peculiar because the teachers are always talking about how much they care for the kids and how much they, you know, they, they do everything. They do, really do. I, I know many teachers and they do care for the kids and they do put a lot of their own time in and they're, they're, they're very helpful. Um, but it, it seems inconsistent you know, I care for the kids, but, you know, I'm going to go on strike for a couple of weeks. But I don't want to talk about that now. I want to talk about the very concept of schools, of, of teachers belonging to unions, of, um, uh, of this union strike. Not here in Oklahoma. This applies to all of the school districts throughout the United States. What's, what's really interesting is that when America has a problem, whether it be, you know, international affairs, whatever the problem is, is that we always talk about the surface, the surface problem. For example, when we talk about the Middle East, we talk about the, the last shell bombing and why we must send more tr- uh, troops over there and why we must spend billions of dollars more in the Middle East. You know, we never get back to the root problem. We never think critically. And if there's anything that I what, what bothers me about the United States is that we have lost the ability to think. All we do is parrot what we hear on television. You know, Trump will make America great again is an answer that I get, you know, for a lot of questions that when I get in conversations at meetings, you know, don't worry about it. Trump will make America great again because it, it's our out. We don't have to think because I think... <laughs> Thinking hurts the brain. I think people get strained or maybe they, their brains are so clogged up with rust that thinking is just too painful for them. But I'd like to apply that non-critical thinking to the school situation that we have. What baffles me right up front is that where in the Constitution 
does it state that the federal government is in charge of our schools? Now, they say, well, but not. The states are. They elect the superintendents. No, we have a Department of Education. Now, where is that in the Constitution, that we have a Department of Education? Now, billions every year are spent just in the bureaucracy of school systems. And, of course, the school, the, 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 the um, books themselves and what is taught is all regulated by the federal government. It just sounds like George Orwell, 1984, all over again. But we don't think that way. Because we have become a nation, we're just very obedient. You know, the, the government says something, we obey, we do it, whether it's constitutional or not. Let's talk about the teacher situation overall. First, I'm going to talk about the teaching situation from a micro point of view. Micro point meaning I'm going to talk about Oklahoma. Oklahoma right now has around 43,000 teachers. That's a round figure. Right? Now, that's a heck of a lot of teachers. Now, some of those teachers have been around for 20, 30 years, and some just came on a year ago. Now, just think, if you're a teacher and you signed up, be a teacher a year ago, right, and you agreed to a salary, and I think they had 40-something thousand dollars a year, which is relatively low. I think it's one of the lowest in the country. Not the lowest. I think Mississippi is lower than us. But we're like 40-something, you know, in the ranking of school teacher salaries. Um, well, when you signed up, you knew what you were going to get paid. You were going to get, you know, 41000 a year, whatever, plus the regular benefits. And so what, what bothers me is that that same teacher who signed up just a year ago and said, yeah, I'll teach for $40,000 a year, is now on strike for, new, for, for more money. Why, why doesn't that person say, hey, wait a minute, I agreed to that salary just a year ago. You know, now I'm asked for a substantial raise. I can see if a teacher is teaching for 10 years and hasn't gotten a raise or five years, they, you know, they have a beef and they, they should bring it forward. But you have in mass all of the teachers hitting the streets, you know. And what bothers me is that I have, I have teachers that are uh, relatives that are teachers. And they, they really are caring people and they're wonderful people. But they don't think. They, they have inability to really think critically, and it, it, it bothers me. I never discuss the school system with, with teachers because they usually cry, get angry, or walk away. Even if I ask them a plain vanilla question, they can't handle it. So let's get to the core. Why, why do people become teachers? Anyone think of that? Why do people become teachers? Well, if you think about it, what does a student do? What does a young person do most of their lives until the age of 16 or 18 years old? They sit in the classroom. What do they really know for those years? What profession are they most closely aligned with? Teachers. That's all they say every day except the summertime and, you know, the three-month three break. They go into the classroom. Oh, I see it. I see it. Our school system does not prepare our young children for jobs outside the school system because they teach the same thing all the time, the same program year after year, a little bit more advanced as they get older, and that's about it. When you think about it, the only students are, um, are familiar with is teaching. So 
when they graduate, people say, you know, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to teach. Well, it's a natural outgrowth because that's the only thing you know. And see, that's a condemnation of our school system. Our school system should encourage people to think and get involved in, in, in various activities, various types of jobs, depending on their skill set, their intellectual set, and whatever. But they really do a very poor job of that. They just teach the same stuff year after year, maybe a little more advanced. Now, some kids who just who are have, have parents at home that encourage them to read, to think, and they think outside the box and outside of what they learned in school, they start thinking for themselves. So I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a software programmer and whatever. Those are the kids that usually fare pretty well in our society. You know, there's an old saying, you know, when you don't know what to do, you know, teach. And those who don't know, don't have skills to do anything, teach. And, and it's because, not that they're stupid, is that that's all they've known. They sat in the classroom, you know, for um, 12 years or 13 years. When they graduate, you know, what do they do? They're going to, well, they'll go to college and get a degree in one. Well, what the only thing I know is teaching. So you have a lot of people becoming teachers at default. And that's and that's a problem with our school system. Our school system are not encouraging them to think based on what their ability on their true interests are. Because most of them don't have an interest. So what they do is go from sitting down in the classroom to standing up in front of the classroom. There's really no change. And in fact it may even be the same classroom that they've been in themselves. So you don't have a real heavy thought process in this in this whole situation, and I want I just wish that we taught critical thinking and let the students really learn how to think, how to think critically. And I see this all the time. Go to meetings with people who are older. Um, so many times I get responses that sound as if people are just mouthing off. They just said that the, the last thing they heard on television or on the news. You know, not much thought about it. Um, I've had conversations with teachers. One time, probably the worst situation I had was I was on a ski trip one time and we were locked in this big room because our rooms were not ready yet. And this was in um, Red River, New Mexico. And we were sitting in this room and I was sitting next to a teacher. She said, retired teacher. I said, oh, you're retired teacher. I said, you know, I just read a book and I told about this book called uh, uh, I can't think of the name. Of it. Um, um, anyway, it, it was about World War II, and I said, you know, I read this book. World War II it was all, it was a documentary, and it was written all the documents, government documents to support. It was said, you know, and um, oh, it was Age of Defeat, you know, Age of Defeat, and um, um, and I mentioned a particular incident that occurred you know, regarding Pearl Harbor. And this woman was just retired teaching. She was an older woman. And she got so angry that I asked the question about what the way. Maybe she knew about it, you know. And she actually screamed at me and left the room. And I tell you, I felt really lousy. I was sitting there. I didn't know what to say or what to do. And I just sat there and people looking at me like I did something horrible. And all I did was ask her a question. Well, basically what happened there is that, you know, she, she was taught in school, this has happened in Pearl Harbor, this 
this is what you memorize, pass the test, you go and you teach the same thing. Now, and I was challenging that, not her. I said, I have this in the book. I said, this is documented, whatever. And, and this is what actually apparently happened. We don't, you know, we don't hear on television or, or probably teach our schools. And I said, well, what, what did you think on it? She studied that and you bought it. And she got really angry. Well, that's my point. My point is that I'm not sure what teaching in school is really really happened, especially in history. I'm not sure teaching in school is relevant, you know, to, for the students so they can find a job. Look how many students go to college today they get a degree in sociology and the humanities and things like that. And they're, they're living in their mother's basement because they can't find a job. The unemployment rate which, uh, for college students is at an all-time high. Right? Well, let's back a little bit. What's the problem? The core problem is not the school system. You know, it's not the wages. You know, it's not the the the, the intellect of the teachers or anything like that. The problem is that the government should not be responsible for teaching our children. The the government is not responsible for our children. Who's responsible for teaching our children? Parents. Parents are responsible for their children. You know, I, when people tell me how the college education is, you know, half the billionaires, that's what it be, billionaires in this world, don't have a college education. How does that happen? And what about the richest people in the world? Don't have a college education. What doesn't happen? Richard Dawson, uh, uh, the fellow who put that space satellite up there, playing, um, um, I've got his name, Dawson. Anyway, he's, he was once classified as fourth richest man in the world. And I heard him give a speech when I was at a, a uh, business meeting once, and they asked him what college he went to. He, he said, oh, he says, I, I didn't go to college. He says, I didn't even go to high school. He said, because I'm dyslexic. And he was my fourth wealthiest man in the world. Now, that, that doesn't mean if you don't go to school, you're wealthy. Don't get me wrong. Don't go there. I'm just saying that it's not necessary. It depends on the people themselves. And such of what children do they learn from their parents? But today, our society seems to assume that well, you, know, you have kids, and the first thing you do with children is you give them to somebody else to to mature. You know, you give them to somebody else to, to to learn, and the parents don't seem to be part of that equation anymore. The kids sort of just at home, and at a certain age they, they move out. There's not that connection. All the kids that I know that are really smart. I mean, just not, not that they have a high education, they're really smart. Come from very close-knit families. They learn from their fathers, their grandmothers, their mothers, grandmothers, and whatever. And they learn values. And they don't take anything for granted. They don't give you stupid answers, you know, like, in, like you hear on television. And I wish we went back to that. You see, we should abolish the Department of Education because the government Government should not be should not be responsible for educating children, and you don't need to go to school in order to get a good job, or to have incentives to do something, or to even be a smart person. Today, you on the internet, you've got libraries, books all over the place. Uh, my wife and I had coffee at the Barnes and Nobles here locally in Tulsa, and I walked 
around. There are thousands of books, thousands upon thousands of books, you know. Um, why do you have to go to school? You can pick up any one of those books that you on any subject in the world. And you don't have to go to Barnes and Nobles. You can go to the library and do that. You don't have to go to the library. You can get online. You know, sometimes they're free. Sometimes just an, an online edition is cost you a couple of dollars. And if you read those books, you, you could become the valuable person. You have to answer just a, answering. And so when, when they interviewed the teachers that were on strike, all they said is, well, we should get more money because, you know, Texas pays more money. Less. They don't talk about, about the root problem. The problem is that the schools should be free enterprise. If you teach in one school and the school teaches garbage, you don't send your kids there. You can send them to another school or send them to no school at all. Homeschool them. And if you decide to homeschool them, you should need the permission, the license from the government in order to homeschool your children. First of all, the government is failing miserably. They're actually failing fantastically with teaching kids in school, teaching kids in government schools. If you want to teach your kids at home, you have to be sort of get licensed from the government. Well, I'll bet dollars to donuts. Any kid that learns at home outsmarts any kid that's gone to any school, whether or not that home is licensed by the government or they got permission from the government, the government should have no no say whatsoever. If the parent doesn't want to teach the kids, they say stay home and watch Looney Tunes all day, that's the parent's responsibility. That's what they should do. You know, but kids are smart. I mean, kids kids want to learn. They're curious. Now, of course, with today, with the environment, the economic environment you have, uh, people going to school, the children going to school, of the mothers and fathers in the work, kids coming home to empty houses and all that. It, society is broken up, so this is going to be very, very, very difficult. You know, back in the old days, I used to look at these cowboy movies, you know, and that picture of a town, and then at the edge of town, there was a schoolhouse. And I never understood how they could have uh, a one woman teaching classes for a few hours a day. And in the class, was all types of, excuse me, I was just checking the computer to see if there's anything on the line, um, the, the kids of all ages in the class. They'd be a, a six-year-old kid and another 15-year-old kid that was maybe six feet tall, you know, and they went there to learn the three R's, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic type thing. But I never understood. I said, well, how come they have, they don't have, have broken up by age? Well, because the school was only meant to teach them to read, basic reading, the basics of writing, and the basics of arithmetic. Families, and it wasn't government uh, run, you know, the, the town brought the school teacher in, and they, I guess they paid, the town paid her. And usually it was a woman. Um, then when they went home, at the end of the day, when they brought their big guns, because they went, usually went hunting afterwards, and then after that, they went home. Some of them learned skills from their parents who were either farmers, welders, horse makers, you know, whatever they did at home, they learned from their parents. And from there, with their factory opened up, they got a job there based on the skills that they learned at home. They didn't need anything more than reading, writing, arithmetic. And they had a skill. 
Now you say, well, that's kind of archaic. It is compared to today. Of course, they, they don't have computer schools. It's like that. But they certainly were smarter than we were. They certainly weren't numb. They wouldn't give you a stupid answer that was just repeating what they heard. They would think about it first. They would say, I don't know. When's the last time you heard, you heard a student say, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, teachers either ask them a question, they either get angry or they cry or they don't admit they don't know. Or they give you an answer that absolutely has nothing to do with the question you asked in the first place. Now, I'm not anti-teacher, don't get me wrong, but I've had these conversations too often. Unfortunately, now that I'm retired, I take my dogs to the um, dog park, about up two miles from here, a nice dog park. And uh, I go there in the afternoon, and of course, you know, people with regular jobs usually till five, they don't get until six and there. So the, usually the, there's usually more women than men. There. And the women that are there, a good portion of them are teachers. And I have to be careful of what question I ask them. And it's silly. It's just, you, you can't have a conversation with a teacher. I challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast to try to do so. Listen to, a, you know, try to have a critical thinking conversation with a teacher. It's very difficult. Now, their intentions are good. They're wonderful people. I've never met a teacher with a person, you know, or didn't mean well. So don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-teacher. I'm anti-system. The kids brought up in the system, and they got locked back into the system by teaching the system. I think that's all wrong. And as a result, we have a tremendous um, rate of basic ignorance of children leaving high school. They don't have skills. They don't learn anything. You know, they get out of high school, and they have to go to college. And now college debt is well over $1 trillion that these kids are in school. They're Never going to get out of it. I know I have a company with kids, young, I say young men, men in their 40s that still, they went back to school, figure what if they got a college education, even later in life, they would be able to get a better job. Yeah, they went to college and they got a degree in sociology. They came out, they could find a job any other than they had before, and, and they got a degree in sociology, which qualifies them to do nothing. But now they have $54,000 in debt, or whatever the case may be. The last that worked for me had $51,000 in debt, it was credit card debt. Everything else, I mean, if I was in this shape, shape, I, you know, I don't know what I would, I, I would have a difficult time living with myself. Well, why don't we teach that to school? Why don't we ask the kids, what do you want to do? You know, why are we sitting here? We can abolish the entire school system. If we want to have, if we want to make America great again, we should embolden the, the Department of Education. We should d- d- dissolve it, get rid of it altogether. First, we'll save billions of dollars in, in, in Washington, you know, giving money to people who do nothing but orchestrate rules and regulations that do more harm than good. The states can do whatever they want. The, the, the Department of Education, that very department, violates the, the principles of state sovereignty. If one state wants to have no public schools, no public schools, that's their right. And I don't think it'll hurt children. I think it'll make them better. You think kids would be better, would be worse off if they didn't sit in the classroom, but they learned a trade or learned how to use computers to program? If they did that on their own, just went to a specialized program just for that? And forget about all this High school garbage. They where they teach history, which is fiction. Most of the 
history, they just fiction anyway. It's an indoctrination program. Well, kids come out well indoctrinated, you know, you know, support the government, everything that the government does, you know, you know is garbage, right? And by the way, when I went to college, I went to Pace College in New York City, very good college. The four years cost $4,000, and that was a lot of money then. It was be $4,000 for, for four years. It was $1,000 a year, and that was a high-end school. I mean, I got a job. I had a job before I even graduated because Pace College graduates got jobs in, in, in downtown Manhattan. I was, a, I was a sales promotion advertising coordinator for the, all the AMC stores. All the stores that are private brand merchandise for all the Bloomingdale's, all the big stores, right out of college. Today, that would never happen. And it was $4,000. You know, it was all paid for by the time I left. I got summer jobs and stuff like that. My own college. Today, that same college education would be $75,000. They'd be in debt for the rest of their lives. And the jobs don't exist as much as they used. So much stuff has gone on overseas. Where are we with this? We have teachers going on strike. It's not right. But they shouldn't be teachers in the first place. If they wanted to really be a teacher, start your own school, start a private school. We should really be hitting the streets to get rid of the Department of Education altogether. The government should have no rights to interfere with the family and teaching of our own children. But no one's been saying that. They're saying, maybe if we modify this program, we have that program, put more money here. All you do is muddy up the water and you make things worse. We can save the country billions of dollars. Of course, also closing all the military bases on the rural, that wouldn't hurt at all. You know, came all home and let everyone fight their own battle, bring everyone home, you know, and put everyone back to work. But not with government jobs. You know, we only have a couple minutes. I was over my daughter-in-law's house the other day, and I looked in the room, and we're all sitting around a table. It was, it was my birthday. Thank you very much. And what's really interesting is everyone on that table, in way, shape, or form, was had a job or linked to the government. Now, I included myself as a person. I still work, but I collect Social Security. So I considered myself a person. You know, I, my son worked for a department there. They... Uh, try to rehabilitate children that are really in trouble. My daughter works for the state, uh, the city, state for um, the public welfare or something like that. And um, anyway, went around the table, and out of six people on the table, my wife is a audiologist, but she's collects social security. We counted her as a half person. About basically six and a half people out of uh, five people out of six, basically, you want to cut people in half if we're work for the government, and also had a, got a government check and their own business. Work for the government. This country can't exist the way it's now. We need to be totally free enterprise. And the school system needs to be totally free enterprise. But you didn't hear one teacher said, not one teacher, more money. And what that do for them? And I know I've heard all the stories about the teachers buying supplies because the school didn't have supplies. Listen, I... I applaud them for it. I think it's wonderful that they do that. And I know they care. But they don't realize they're working for the wrong person. They should be working for themselves to benefit the students, not working for the government to get a check. 
Now, you tell it to teachers, they get awfully mad, they get awfully angry. But you force them to think. I want people to start thinking about our problems. What is the root cause for our problems? And in most cases, the root cause of our government is government regulation, government interference, exactly what the founding father said, beware of. Don't get involved. States are sovereign. You do what you want. It's your business. It's our business. Our business is to ensure that we don't violate your rights to be free. At that, I will say, this is the end of our first broadcast. I hope everything works out. I hope it came on right. We wired everything up properly, and I hope everything is out there. Um, I didn't ask people to call into our toll-free number today. I should have, and we didn't get any calls, did we? We didn't get any calls today. But um, our future broadcasts, we're going to have guests, and we encourage people to listen and to call in. And now, let's see. I guess we're going to end the show if I the right buttons will go off the air. And um, please, um, I, I post on Blog Talk Radio and on YouTube and all, all these other places. The, oh, and go to libertytalkradio.com where we'll indicate when our next broadcast is. Okay, that. Bye bye now.